Entrepreneur on Fire 578. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. When you get to choose from dozens of designs and have the opportunity for several rounds of revisions, what's not to love? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. If you're starting a business or forming an LLC, LegalZoom will help take care of all the details. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter code FIRE for a $10 savings at LegalZoom. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Angela Watson. Angela, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, John. Yes. Angela is a New York City-based former classroom teacher who turned her passion for helping other teachers into a career as an educational consultant. As founder of Do Season Press and Educational Services, she's published three books, launched a blog and webinar series, designs curriculum support materials, and conducts seminars in schools around the world. Angela, giving our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Sure, John. You know, when I first graduated from college, I would have never dreamed that I'd be talking to you today, (laughs) um, or owning my own business for that matter. I started teaching in 1999, and I thought I would be in the classroom forever, because I couldn't imagine doing anything else. But it was actually that love for teaching that ended up launching a business that I didn't even know existed. So I created a website in 2003 um, just to share practical classroom ideas with other teachers. I took pictures of what I did with my students and um, how I organized and managed my classroom, and I wrote about it. And I just keep adding to the site year after year as I taught in different ways and experimented with different classroom management techniques. By 2008, I named my website The Cornerstone for Teachers, and I developed a pretty large following. So I used that following and I used my readers' questions and their feedback to inspire new content and more resources to share. I continually looked for a need and then met that need. And one of the things that people kept telling me was, you should write a book. And I felt pretty daunted by that because the website was just a hobby for me. But I knew that the book would be a great resource for teachers. So in that same year, 2008, I took the basic idea from my website and I wrote this super comprehensive 500-page reference book for teachers (laughs) called The Cornerstone, Classroom Management That Makes Teaching More Effective, Efficient, and Enjoyable. And I wrote that book like I was just talking to teachers that I was mentoring or collaborating with, just very down-to-earth, practical advice about how to handle all those situations that no one ever said you'd face as a teacher. And then once I published the book, teachers and principals started contacting me through my website to ask me to do workshops in their schools. So I started that in 2009, and I'm still doing that work today along with presenting at education conferences. But each year I've branched out and I've started doing more things. I created an online webinar series to sell to schools and also to individual teachers who couldn't afford to fly me out to their location. I wrote more books for teachers, this time on stress management and developing a positive mindset, along with a devotional for Christian teachers. And I began taking on freelance consulting and writing work for educational companies in New York City, where I'm based. 
Um, and around that time, I also started making good money from blog sponsorships and ad revenue. And I began coaching other educators who want to be entrepreneurs and helping them launch their businesses. And then finally, about a year and a half ago, I started creating my own curriculum resources that I sell to teachers, um, individual teachers and school districts, and they buy and use them in classrooms all over the world. So it's been a really amazing journey that just keeps going. And I'm so grateful because I never envisioned being able to help teachers on such a large scale. Fire Nation, what I'm loving about Angela's journey here and what she's sharing with us is that she had a passion and that passion was teaching and she thought that was going to keep her in the classroom probably forever. And she took that passion and realized that she could potentially reach more people and have a bigger ripple effect if she started really taking that passion and teaching others. So she stepped back and she started listening to that avatar, to that perfect potential student of hers, whoever that might be, that teacher that would learn so much. And then she started creating products and services and webinars and consulting activities all around that. So Angela didn't know exactly what her business was going to look like when she stepped back. But now after listening and after reacting and after adapting and being very flexible and pivoting when needing to, she has this amazing business on her hands. So any entrepreneur that has that passion, you you can follow a similar path in your niche, in your industry. And Angela, being an Entrepreneur on Fire listener, I know that you know where we're going next, and that's to the success quote, because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling, so take it away. That was actually the perfect lead in there, John, because uh, one of my mantras is, follow your passion, and the money will follow you. But that doesn't necessarily mean just figure out something that you like doing and assume you can make money from it. I think for every passion, you have to identify a correlating need in the world. So the key is to look around you at what's broken and find a problem that just makes your heart ache when you see it. Something that just fires you up inside so you feel compelled to speak up and to act. That's the truly meaningful passion um, that you want to work towards and work toward it no matter what. If you really want to start making a difference in that realm and start changing lives, more opportunities will open up for you to make a difference on a larger scale. And I think that uh, that mantra about following your passion and looking for a need to meet rather than where you think the money is at, is especially important advice for entrepreneurs in the education field. Um, Because we have no shortage of so-called experts telling teachers how to do their jobs. But there is a real shortage of experts who are willing to dedicate themselves um, to providing educator support just because they love what they do and because they genuinely want to improve schools for teachers and kids. And as I coach other entrepreneurs who want to get started with this, The first thing I always ask them is, what are you passionate about? And the really cool thing is that not one of them has ever duplicated another person's answer. Wow. Now, maybe their idea for the business has already been done. But when I ask them, what is the message you want to share with the world? What aspect of school do you want to see transformed? Their vision is always unique. And that's why I think that tapping into your passion, your vision, your message, that's the best way to get started as an entrepreneur, because that passion is going to separate you from everyone else. It's going to motivate you when things get hard, and it's going to give you this sense of satisfaction so that you always love the work that you do. Now, Angela, this is where I typically ask my guest here to share an example of how you've actually applied this quote, this mantra to your life, but it's just not needed here. You are a walking, breathing, living example of that quote. And everything that you do, I mean, you embody that quote. I mean, it's just perfect. So thank you for sharing that. And 
let's just jump ahead here because again, you're our spotlighted guest today, Angela. So we want to talk about your journey as an entrepreneur. And obviously, a lot of success has come your way, but that doesn't come without stumbling blocks, without trials, tribulations, failures. So tell us one of those stories, Angela, a time that you failed. Really take us down to that ground level. Let's not be aerial. Let's really focus in on that story. Tell us that story, Angela, and the lessons you learned. This is something that I've actually never shared publicly before. Whoa. Um, mostly because it was such a stressful time in my life that I hate to revisit it. But I really can't think of a better audience to share this with than Fire Nation because this was the setback that really launched my entrepreneurial career. And I learned so many valuable lessons from it. So when I wrote my first book, it was 2008. And self-publishing had become a big trend, but it wasn't nearly as simple as it was today. So I ended up going with the self-publishing company that for the low, low cost of $2,500 would get my book on Amazon. So it was pretty much a nightmare the whole way through, as you can imagine. And I had to keep paying other people to go back and redo everything the publishing company was supposed to be doing for me. Um, I thought the low point was when they showed me this horrendous book cover they designed and I had to go design it myself and hire a graphic designer to put it together so that it actually matched my vision. Um, and I thought that that would just be the last thing I could put the whole disaster behind me and move on once the book was published. So the book did really well, thanks to the fans who had been following my website for years. And I was so excited to get my first royalty check in the mail. And then I saw it was for some ridiculous sum, like $57 or something. And I couldn't get any answers from the publishing company as to how many books I'd sold and how much I was making from each one, even though my contract had specified I'd be making between 5 and $7 a copy. They wouldn't take my phone calls. They wouldn't answer my emails. So I drove eight hours to their headquarters and I showed up unannounced to demand answers. And I talked personally with the CEO that day and still could not get a resolution. So I ended up having to take the publishing company to small claims court to try to recoup the money. Um, they didn't show up for the court date, which was bad because I didn't get the satisfaction of seeing justice being done. But it was good because I got my judgment by default. And then there was another twist. I wasn't able to actually collect the judgment because they'd hidden their assets in another state apart from the headquarter state, which was where I had taken them to court. So that was the lowest point for me. I had this book that was selling well, but only netting me about 30 cents a copy. And I had this $5,000 lawsuit I couldn't collect on. And I had no publisher for my book, so I couldn't get away from this corruption that I'd been dealing with. But here's the really astonishing part. While I was researching my case for the lawsuit, and while I had been redoing all of this terrible work for my book that the publisher had done, I learned all the ins and outs of running a publishing company. I had learned how to design a book cover, and I had a contact with this fantastic graphic designer. I learned how um, bookseller listings are created, how publishers handle printing and distribution, the way book prices are set, how royalties are paid out, and so on. So by the time the whole court appearance was said and done, I realized I knew so much about the industry that I was prepared to start my own publishing company. Wow. And so I founded Ducey's and Press and Educational Services in 2009, and I republished my first book under my own company. I can't even begin to describe what a moment of accomplishment that was. And because I had created the company to not only include publishing, but also educational services, um, meaning like professional development and speaking engagements, I was completely set up to start giving workshops around my book. So the whole business really took off at that time. 
since then, I've published two more books under my company, and now I'm working on a fourth. So it's really incredible to think that I would have never taken on the challenge of starting a publishing company if it had not been for what I learned from those initial setbacks. That failure was the biggest blessing for me. And, uh, oh, there's actually another aspect of this happy ending. Two years after I won my judgment against the initial publishing company, which they refused to pay, the company changed ownership. And the new CEO issued me a check for the full amount of damages I'd sought. So I got all my money back and then some. Wow. I mean, Angela, that is such an amazing story that you're sharing here with Fire Nation. And we are so honored that you chose this platform to do so. And the question that I have to ask, because I'm just fascinated by, you know, just how brazen you were in a great way to drive eight hours to their headquarters. I can just see you, you know, walking up to the secretary there and saying, I insist on meeting with the CEO and then getting into his office or her office. Describe to us that actual moment in time. What was that conversation like? What were the first words spoken? You know, I don't remember at this point because it's been so long. I just, what I remember most vividly was the look of surprise on their faces. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this woman who has been emailing us nonstop actually is standing in front of me and and demanding an answer at this point. Um, I was in that office for probably at least three hours sitting with the CEO and a whole bunch of other people. And, you know, they just kept like talking in circles around. I, I just couldn't get the answers that I needed. But Again, I'm so grateful that that happened because I learned so much through the process and um, I really felt prepared to start my own company at that point. Man, that is such a story. So let's transition now, Angela. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. You know, you share with us these trials and tribulations you went through that must have been heart-wrenching because this was your book that you created and you're watching it just kind of corroding beneath you because of this corruption that was eating away at its core. But of course, this beautiful thing, you know, came from it was birthed from that experience that you shared so eloquently but now let's talk about an aha moment let's talk about a time in your journey when you just had this amazing idea and of course the action and the steps that you took to take that idea Angela and turn it into success I shared that following your passion is something that I internalized really early on in my journey as an um, entrepreneur but what I didn't realize was that my passion would change over time So when I started to get more satisfaction from helping teachers and from helping students, I felt like a failure as a teacher. I I didn't understand why I had stopped enjoying my work, and I worried that I had lost my sense of purpose. I didn't realize that I still had my passion and had just shifted a little bit, and I still had my purpose, but it was going to manifest in a different way. So one of my aha moments was realizing that this whole mantra, follow your passion, means being really flexible and not holding on too tightly onto any one vision of success. And that aha moment was really tested about a year and a half ago when I started networking with a group of um, entrepreneurs, as we call them, which are education entrepreneurs who sell their materials on Teachers Pay Teachers. Do you know about that site, John? No, never heard of it. Oh, okay. That's a whole story in itself. Um, it was found, it was founded by Paul Edelman, who is the ultimate teacher turned entrepreneur. You should totally have him as a guest on your show in the future. He's amazing. So the idea behind the site um, is that the best ideas in education come from educators. So why pay corporations when you can pay another teacher directly for the resources that she or he uses every day in the classroom? Just cut the middleman, go straight to the source. So some teachers just sell the materials as a little bit of extra money, like a part-time job in addition to teaching. 
But there are sellers who really find their target audience. Um, they do a really awesome job creating these top quality professional products. And they know how to do promotion and build a real community. And they can make serious money. You may have heard of um, Deanna Jump. She got international news coverage um, maybe about a year ago when she made her first million on Teachers Pay Teachers. So it, it is a serious business. And a colleague of mine added me to this closed Facebook group where a bunch of the Teachers Pay Teachers sellers were networking. And for months, I observed what they posted and I learned from their lessons. And I read about how much they love creating materials and selling them directly to other teachers. And I started to do the math. It takes me hundreds of hours over the course of a year or even more to create and publish a single book. And like most books, it, it's probably going to sell best in an ebook format rather than print format, which means I'll charge about $9.99 for it. Or I could spend a week creating a set of classroom activities that sell for the same amount conceivably making 52 products a year versus writing one book a year. So that was a big light bulb moment for sure. And it was really a perfect fit for my business because I had no shortage of ideas for products to create because I already had all these materials I designed for use with my own students. And then later on with the students and teachers I worked with as an instructional coach. And I think the ideas are the hardest part. And I had that down. And the second hardest part um, which is what the hurdle that I think most sellers don't ever leap over um, is really getting an audience. Mm. Um, there are hundreds of thousands of resources for sale on Teachers by Teachers. So how do you make yours stand out and get people to buy from you? But I already had this huge following, these people who knew me and they trusted me because I'd been sharing my resources for free for an entire decade. And they read my books and they watched my webinar and they knew that I knew my stuff. So because they trusted me with their time and their money and their attention, um, that aspect of my business just took off immediately. And it continues to grow every month because I'm still very protective of my buyer's trust. Really, they're my readers first and foremost. I only promote products on my blog maybe once every four to six weeks. And I stay really focused on sharing free relevant content that's genuinely useful, just like I did all those years ago. So, um, designing these curriculum materials and selling them on Teachers Pay Teachers helped me get to a place where about 70% of what I make now is passive income compared to about 35% a year and a half ago before I started selling my teaching materials. So Angela, I know that Fire Nation themselves have been having a lot of aha moments as you're describing your aha moments here because it just makes so much sense. I mean, this is just such a great way, you know, to find your niche within an industry, within a niche, you know, is to have that passion, is to get in there, to be engaging with people, to see what that niche is, that void in the marketplace, and then, of course, to fill it. And you found such an incredible way to spend your time. Instead of, you know, spending an entire year writing just one book, you know, take that same time and, and break it up into, you know, all of those different course curriculums that could be purchased on an individual basis over the course of that entire year. So really powerful stuff. And Angela, you've had a lot of great moments, but drill it down for us. What is your proudest, number one, moments in time as an entrepreneur? I think my proudest moment comes um, anytime that a product, a new product sells for the first time. So right after that launch, that first time that I hear the cha-ching from the TPT app or the chime <laughs> from the PayPal app, meaning that I've sold a book for my website, that's the best feeling in the world because it's like, yeah, I've still got this. My ideas are relevant. I'm making a difference. And some teacher out there, someone who probably doesn't have a whole lot of disposable income, chose to spend their hard-earned money on something that I created. And that's just an honor. 
So you talk about the honor, you talk about, you know, that proud, proud moment of making a sale. I mean, those are the highest of highs for us as entrepreneurs. I mean, it's so powerful when, you know, I'm doing my weekly live webinars and then it comes time for people to actually buy or not to buy. And I see those orders just start to pour in. I mean, that's such a proud moment for me, just like you're having those proud moments you're sharing with us now. But just the next day can come and something bad can happen. Or as you shared about with your you know, trials and tribulations with that publishing company, you never know when these situations are going to crop up. And so we can go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows so quickly, Angela. How do you keep some semblance of a balance as an entrepreneur? Well, I think it's important to define success for yourself. Um, for me, it's not about money. For me, um, I want to know, first of all, that the work I'm doing is the work that I love. And I'm at a point in my career now where I only take on work that I love. If I'm not passionate about it, I don't do it. Um, so as long as I'm doing that, um, I feel like that's success for me. It's a great mentality. And Fire Nation, I think you need to focus on just those words. I mean, focus on what lights you up inside, what really gets that fire stoked. And for Angela, you know, she could potentially, you know, just not be making a ton of money over the next couple of years, but she's going to be happy on a lot of levels because of the prior successes she's had and the fact that she's still doing the work that she loves. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Angela, but a lot of the happiness and proudness that you get from when somebody purchases one of your products is not because you're getting more money into the bank account necessarily, but because you know that something that you're passionate about is now in the hands of somebody else that can have an amazing ripple effect in this world. Exactly. The, the best feeling is when they leave feedback and they say, you know, my kids love this. They learn so much. Um, there was one, one was a set of um, fraction games that I made. And fractions are like the worst thing to teach to elementary <laughs> school kids. I never get it. It was fractions and decimals actually together. And um, one of the pieces of feedback said, um, for the first time this year, my students finally understood fractions and decimals. And that was like the best piece of feedback I could ever have. Powerful, Angela. And do this for us. Take us to present times. Take us to today. Name one thing that just really has you fired up right now. So right now I'm working on my fourth book, uh, which is really amazing to me because after the third one and really after every book, I always think that's for sure that's all I have to say. <laughs> you know, like my message to the world is out there now. I've shared everything that I have some kind of expertise on. My book writing days are done. Um, and that was especially true after the third book, because I really thought I was going to be focusing more on these curriculum materials for 2014. Um, and I still am doing that. I'm actually doing them both concurrently. But um, I was sitting in this education conference um, a few months ago, and I was just kind of letting my mind wander and absorb all the things that I had been learning. And it just hit me. I need to write another book. And it's going to be called Unshakable, 25 Ways to Love Teaching Every Day, No Matter What. I want to speak to all the burned out educators who are in desperate need of motivation and inspiration and just practical tips about how they can tackle um, the incredibly challenging job that they face each day. So why 25? You know, that number could change because I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> the book is published 37 ways. <laughs> so Angela, before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. Let's face it, the legal system is complicated, and frankly, there are better things you could be doing with your time, like working on building your audience and creating products and services that help them. 
Thankfully, LegalZoom is here for you. If you're thinking about starting a business, forming an LLC, getting a trademark, LegalZoom gets the job done right. You'll get the personal attention you need and they'll help you take care of all the details. Do you want peace of mind? I don't blame you. Starting a business the right way involves a lot of checks and balances. Good thing for us, LegalZoom's been helping small business owners for over 14 years and they've received an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. For a $10 discount on services, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services, but it's not a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com, enter discount code FIRE. Fire Nation, what's the status of your social media page design? Whether you're looking at Facebook, Twitter, Google+, or any of your other accounts, remember that your profile picture, cover image, and background images are all opportunities to communicate your brand. If your business looks less interesting on social media than it is in real life, it's time to get some updated designs. The pros at 99designs can help. You can get a vibrant design and create a cohesive look and feel across all your social media pages in under a week. Social media pages that have appealing visuals are much more likely to be shared. So definitely feel free to ask the designers at 99designs for out-of-the-box concepts. You'll really enjoy seeing all the creative ideas that pop up. What if you could start your next design project today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. So Angela, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, as a teacher, I had the ultimate in job security, and I had low-cost health insurance, I had a pension. I was only making like $40,000 a year, but it's still scary to give that up, especially since I wasn't sure how my passion was going to translate into income. And I didn't really think of myself as a businesswoman. I don't like dealing with finances. I don't like the logistical stuff and legalities of owning my own business. All I wanted to do was the creative things. And I doubt I would have ever left my teaching job if it weren't for my husband, Curtis Watts. Um, He's been an entrepreneur in the music business since he was 20 years old. And I saw that he was a creative type too. And he was able to not only run the technical side of his own business, but also um, live really well without the certainty of a steady paycheck. So he was the one who encouraged me to take the leap of faith, leave my day job, and now we both make a good living doing what we love and we get to make our own schedules. What is the best advice you've ever received? Have multiple revenue streams. Never depend on one source of income. I like knowing that if an opportunity dries up, I won't be left struggling. Initially, my money as an educational consultant was made primarily through books, but you know, with the publishing industry and the state it's in, I knew I really needed to diversify. So over the years, as I shared, I added all these different sources of income um, so that if the money dries up in any one of those areas, I can easily just pick up the slack by focusing more on another area. And that really takes the stress and pressure off of owning your own business. Multiple streams of income, huge Fire Nation. And Angela, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I'm very intentional about building in daily time to think and to reflect. I really struggle with internet addiction. And if I don't consciously choose to put the devices away, I'll just be connected 24-7. So 
I mean, there are many reasons why it's important to disconnect, but one of them is that the brain and my brain especially just needs space to think and process. Um, you know, like when your best ideas come to you in the shower or while you're driving on the open road, there's a reason for that. We have to give our minds space to create solutions and dream up new ideas. So I try to start each day with time alone, just me and God and silence. And I feel like I can't create anything unless I have that time and that strong sense of who I am and what I want my message to the world to be. For me, it's all just rooted in my faith and I have to choose to tune out all the distractions and just keep bringing myself back to the core of who I am and what really matters to me. Great analogy there. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? I do. I really like Triber, T-R-I-B-E-R-R.com. Um, so I have a few tribes. These are groups of bloggers who write about similar topics as I do. And when I log into the Triber site, all their recent posts show up in my feed. And I just hover my mouse over any post and it gets automatically tweeted. So I configured my settings so that one, tr- one tweet from Triber is posted every eight hours, which means that I only have to log into Triber for a couple minutes once a week. And I always have fresh content being shared on Twitter. And I don't have to go digging around. I don't have to preview every article to make sure it's exactly what the title uh, claims it's going to be. I know I can count on the people in my tribes to write really high quality content. And I also know that they'll be sharing my posts as well. So it's a great way to get my work out before a wider audience. Love that. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Angela Watson. And Angela, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? I'm a huge fan of Daniel Pink. Um, and I got to hear him speak recently at a conference. Um, and he talked about his new book, To Sell as Human. The Surprising Truth About Moving Others. So I'm only in the middle of the book right now, but it's a really fascinating read about how persuasion skills are more valuable now than ever. Um, You know, so much of our time as entrepreneurs, as educators, and so on, much of our time in our work is spent trying to convince people to give us things, give us their time or their attention or their money. So in the book, Daniel Pink shares these very concrete strategies for how we can be more persuasive in our interactions with others and how we can do it in a really thoughtful and genuine and helpful way. Powerful and Fire Nation. If you want to hear Dan Pink speak, just go to eofire.com slash Dan Pink. He gave an amazing interview on this podcast. And I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Angela, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think I'd do the same thing that I did actually in, in this world. I'd start a, start a website, start a brand new blog and just start writing. There are a lot of different aspects to my work, but ultimately, I'm a teacher, and I teach through writing now, so I can't not write. And writing is the way that I find my people. That's how I build my community, and that's how I do it in this new world. I need to reach out via blog and social media just like I do now. For me, writing is where all the other ideas and opportunities flow from. I never really had this master plan for my business. I always just let it evolve really organically from what I love doing. And I trust that that approach would work for me in any circumstance. 
Well, Angela, following your passions has been an amazing journey for you. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for sharing that trial and tribulation you went through that you know was a very private part of your life until you shared it with Fire Nation. I mean, that truly does mean a lot. So let's end by you giving Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. So the best way that you can find me um, is at my website, thecornerstoneforteachers.com. Um, And I guess a parting piece of advice would be um, to really, if you're not happy with what you're doing, if you're not feeling a sense of satisfaction from your work, um, or even if you're not making the kind of income that you need, take some time to step back, turn off the noise, turn off the distractions, have some silence, um, and really think about what it is um, you want to bring to the world and what it is that is going to really make a difference. What are the needs out there you see that you can find a way to meet? Um, And I think that once you refocus on that, everything else is going to come together. Powerful, Angela. And Fire Nation, consuming more is not always the answer. Take a deep breath. Take a long, quiet walk. Let that mind breathe. Let it create. And Angela, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've talked about in today's episode by going to eofire.com. They just have to type in Angela in the search bar and your show notes page will pop right up. So Angela, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation. Creating a successful business takes a lot of hard work, including figuring out how to make your content and the products and services you offer unique. Wondering where to start? How about with your website? If you're looking for an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create a unique website that will help you stand out from the crowd, then check out Squarespace. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com. Use offer code FIRE. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.